Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Professor Eric Cam is with us, professor of macroeconomics at Ryerson University next Thursday. The federal finance minister, Christia Freeland, will deliver this government's budget guaranteed to pass because of the liberal NDP agreement for the next three years. And so the questions I have, with more than a trillion dollars in national debt and massive deficits, what do we need? What can we afford? And what can we not afford? Professor Cam, how are you? I'm well, Roy. How are you? I'm just fine. Uh, thank you for asking. Let me ask you, first of all, uh, as we head toward this this federal budget, what are you, before we get into the specifics of the questions I asked, what are you expecting? Um, I'm expecting what I always expect from the Liberals, which is nothing productive. And now they have the help of the NDP, so now you're pretty much assured of nothing productive and nothing moving in the way of economic growth. I mean, that's why do you think that they leaked what they had to uh, agree to to get this um, this team put together? It was to drop the trial balloon on the population so that they wouldn't be surprised when they start bringing in things like pharmacare and denticare and $10 a day daycare. So I think you're going to see a lot of things like that. I think you're going to see a very liberal, and I use that in quotes, tax and spend budget. And uh, while I hope I'm wrong, while I, I know that many of the people in the population hope that I'm wrong, um, I frankly have been very correct looking at the past 25, 30, 40 years of liberal budgets, Roy. So I guess the answer, sadly, to your question is not much. Yeah. Uh, we have to remember, this is a government that gave us no budget for more than two years and the only national government to not deliver a budget during the pandemic. Their argument, I think, was that it's difficult to deliver a budget during the pandemic. It wasn't too difficult for the other countries in the world. So what do we need? Let's start with that. What do we need? I personally think that there's one issue here. The issue is inflation. And the issue, because it's the same issue, is purchasing power. As we've discussed before, uh, inflation is out of control right now. And it's thanks to one thing. It is thanks to government mismanagement during the pandemic. We entrust the Bank of Canada to do a job of targeting the inflation rate between 1% and 3%. And I know that it's popular right now in some of the mainstream media to stick it to the Bank of Canada for not doing their job correctly. But I'm here to throw a little water on that and tell you that it, it, it was inevitable. I don't know what people could have expected from the Bank of Canada as the supply chain shifted downward, meaning simply the supply of so many of the goods and services that we use were, were not coming in at the same rate. And then our government decided to turn the pandemic into a Christmas party where money was printed and distributed as it never has before. So unfortunately, we are living in, we are mired in, we are deep in a time when aggregate demand spending is outpacing aggregate supply. And so there really is only one direction for prices to go, Roy, and they're only going to continue to move, sadly, in that direction. Which is up. You... Which is up. And you see, this is the problem right now, is that I've been thinking about this. And I've been thinking about, and a lot of people find it very fun to do, well, let's have an alternative budget. But I saw what, I think they're the CPAC, or I don't know, there's some C's and A's in there. And they tried to do an alternative budget. But what they, they didn't, they didn't um, address the problem of putting disposable income 
back in the hands of consumers. And that right now, Roy, in 2022, is all I care about. All I care about are people that are now income sensitive, food sensitive, gasoline sensitive, to the point where, as we've talked about before, they're one paycheck away from not being able to afford the necessities of life. And I don't understand why I don't read more in the media about people pressing the government to say, you have a lot of very interesting plans that maybe, maybe one day you can put on the table like a carbon tax. But why on the Lord's green earth would you do it now when people have never been so financially constrained since the 1980s, Roy? It is ludicrous. And not only today, if we look down the road, we don't see things improving over the next, certainly the short term, maybe the longer term. I don't, I, I, you're the macroeconomics professor, I'm not, but I don't see the, the reality, the financial reality, interest rates, food security, energy security. I don't see any of that improving in the next, what, you, pick a time period. Well, I was, you know, I keep looking at about 18 months to two years, but I do caution. I do caution because I want to put a disclaimer on that, that I don't have a crystal ball. But you know what? You're absolutely right. A student interviewed me today for the student newspaper and said, are we going to be through with all of this in three to six months? And I actually laughed out loud because we just cannot, given the policies that are in place right now, and given the structural barriers that, have, that are both in place and that were both put into place during the pandemic, Roy, no, there is, there is no solution to this. And when I read about the proposed budget from what little has been leaked or what some of the quote unquote experts have said, they're not putting anything into the budget that's gonna attack the disposable income problem so yeah i think we're stuck in it and i think we're going to be stuck in it for the foreseeable future sadly okay final question for you so let's get at this question what can we afford like can we afford the multi-billion dollar child care program uh they're not funded through thin air we have that trillion dollar plus national debt we have the uh we have the deficits massive deficits we have provincial debt we have individual canadians telling pollsters as we've talked about and you mentioned a couple of minutes ago they're within 200 dollars of not being able to pay their bills more than 50 percent within 200 dollars not being able to pay their monthly bills so what can we afford and then part b is this one and I think this is important. After a federal budget, international investors are going to look at this country as a potential place to put their money. How will we do with international investors? Excellent question. So let me attack the first one by giving you my short list of what I would like to see happen. And people can have at me at, at Dr. Eric Cam or Eric Cam at Ryerson.ca. We have to scrap or shelve the carbon tax, Roy. If we want to bring in green energy, whatever that means, then we need massive transfers to people. If you want them to start buying cars, you can't tell people go away from your $25,000 car and buy a 60,000 car. That's just ludicrous. We have to stop printing and spending money like it's water. We have to spend a bit of money to clean up the supply chain. We have to throw some money into labor programs to retrain after the pandemic and no, as much as now, this is screaming at the wind, Roy, but daycare, dental care, pharmacare, how are we going to afford these things? And the answer is that we absolutely can't. And to target your second question, what is the international economy going to do when they look at us? 
We have to change our focus, Roy. It's time to take things in which we have a comparative advantage and start using that comparative advantage. Things like food and minerals and energy and lumber. Stop purchasing what we already grow and create. Allow things to grow like infrastructure and pipelines, but not that we can buy so that we can sell and maybe even stimulate interprovincial trade and get out of this rut. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.